Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Heard around the world on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis, with Blue and Joe Grande. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name is Blue, alongside me is Joe Grande, and you are now tuned in to the greatest cannabis show on the planet. Yes, we are. And I think around the world, the planet, everything else, you guys, thank you for listening to our podcast, Cannabis Talk 101. Make sure you check out our website, CannabisTalk101.com, as we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis. We have so many great articles and blogs on our websites. And uh, give us a call anytime, 1-800-420-1980. That's right. And check out our Instagram pages at CannabisTalk101. Blue is at the number one, Christopher Wrights. And I am Joe Grande. 52 and blue the biggest concert of the year it's leaked it's out there the burning trees festival august 27th in adelanto california so many people performing live on stage if you don't know about it you need to know about it canexus.com i mean it, we got what is it busta ron ludicrous rick ross so all kinds of people you guys i don't know who's confirmed not confirmed but there's a lot of people. Buster Rhymes, Ludacris, Rick Ross are all confirmed. Many more to come, guys. It's going to be an exciting show. It really is going to be at the Adelanto Plaza and Event Center. Plus, we got the World Series of Cannabis presented by CanX, iHeartRadio's Cannabis Talk 101, Game Day, Green Holdings Group, of course, Dues, The Blacklist, Weed Maps, all of us going together. Get your tickets at CanX.com. That's C A N N E X S.com. And Blue, just yesterday was Father's Day. And by the way, happy belated Father's Day. To happy you. Father's Day to all of you out there, by the yes, way. Right? It's just such a um, such a wonderful thing. And as it's Father's Day, we have Brian Buckley coming in, of course, from HBGC. And uh, happy Father's Day to Brian. He's going to be bringing in an MD who has a book out that's going to be talking with us on the show. Her name is Rebecca Siegel. The book is The Brain on Cannabis, as he's going to be oh. coming in to uh, talk about her. And um, that being said, Lou, what did you do to do for Father's Day? 
I'll tell you what, man, it was very nice. I got to, to get up and hang out with my boys. Um, you know, they, uh, they took me down to the horse track and we played, uh, we bet on some ponies. So it was nice. I, I only lost 200 bucks and, uh, it was a fun time. Is that the first time that you guys have done that together? No, <clears throat> no, no. We've should I've had them out there before they can remember they were out there. <laughs> Really? Is that something you don't your kid your kids were my kids' ages taking them out to the ponies at that? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's just good. It's it don't, I mean, I remember being that age when my parents going to the horse track and, and betting on some horses and and uh you know, you gotta call one horse a bum. Yeah, bum, boom, and you gotta slap the you gotta slap the <laughs> Isn't it great, these things that you learn as kids and just these yeah. rituals and things like that? It's just funny. Yeah. They're real. They're real like a $2 bill. I mean, it's funny because I sit and giggle because I could just only imagine seeing little Christopher Wright as a kid and your brother and your dad and just going to this place and, and literally doing that. I didn't Michael. have that experience. I mean, there's a lot of different things I've done, but I didn't sure. have a horse track experience as a kid. And I can just, you know, and I see them out there. I mean, I've been out there a lot as an adult, right? And I see the parents out there with the kids. And I don't know why, but I don't associate it as something that I would take my kids to, which is weird. Why? Why? I don't know. And I say it's weird because you make it sound so wonderful, beautiful story. And like <laughs> I claim to be a weird. I don't claim to think what I'm thinking is normal. I'm claiming to think what I'm thinking is weird. Like, I don't know why I look at it as weird that I would take my kids there. I almost feel like a weirdo now that I think this way, as you just told me this beautiful story of you're growing up. You know what I mean? Like, why well, do I know, thought? I mean, I, I guess it could be an adult, uh, you know, thing, you know, if you're over there, you know, drinking and, and, and you know, a lot of people are smoking cigars, which you like to do, um, you know, uh, but ultimately, you know, it's, it's, it's a great place for kids. I mean, to, to, you know, they, they get to hang out and watch, check out their favorite horses. You teach them a little bit about, you know, horses and stuff like that. I mean, I guess it is gambling, but you know, you don't necessarily have to gamble. You can just go watch the horses run, you know? I think it's fair. I think it's fun yeah. time. It sounds like a good time, right? Oh, it's definitely a good time. What's the most you've ever won at a horse race? I think I've done like 700 dollars, something like that, seven eighty nine on one race. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like a, it was like a, 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 a one of those long shots, a four hundred. I mean, a forty dollar bet. You know, got me seven hundred dollars. You know, and uh, it was just one of those oh my god moments. Like, dude, I just won you know seven hundred dollars on forty bucks, and I oh. forget. I forget what it was, a trifecta or, a, you know, a, a something uh, in that, that range. And <clears throat> it was one of those things where, you know, just, again, just got lucky and, and uh, you know, hit, hit it. You know, I won today. You know, I sat down and I played for a little bit. I think it was uh, – I was going for – what was that? I, I think I, I got a trifecta box and I had $30 bet in it. And I ended up with $97, you know, it was, it was really nice. Um, and then there was a couple other good little hits that I had. 
took me back up from like, you know, at one point I was down about a hundred bucks then I was up 130 bucks and we still had six more races to go though. And I just kept, you know, bouncing up and down and, you know, I say I lost 200 bucks, but I mean, you know, I spent a hundred dollars on food, you know, buying some food and stuff like that for everybody. And, and, you know, and then a hundred bucks at the, uh, at the, the track, you know, about a hundred, you know, 10 bucks or whatever. Oh, that's always a great time, though. I, I've never really come up big on the horse races. I've been to them a lot. I've actually, at one point, when I worked at Elvis and I, ironically, we actually raced horses and camels at one point on racetracks in San Francisco when we were at the doghouse. I was actually on a horse before. Elvis got tossed off the horse, who's our producer, and um, I ended up having to have back surgery at one point. No. <laughs> yes, if I'm not mistaken, dog. Like, for real. Like, uh, wow. at these horse races, because at one time, the doghouse, when we were doing these in the Bay Area, we went there, and I'll never forget that horse just taking off, and Elvis, and it's on a video that we have, and I'll never forget Elvis being an idiot trying to get off the horse, and what does he do? He ends up jumping off rather than just staying on the horse and waiting for the horse to calm down and stop. You know what I mean? He tried to jump what? off the horse like an idiot. He tried to jump off while I was moving? Yes, and he did that. That's what he did. And I was on the horse watching him. I'm on the horse track, dog, and I'm scared, too, because my horse starts running after his horse. And then he jumps off the horse at the racetrack. I just, I don't know why I forgot about this at the beginning of this conversation. And as you're talking about all these horse track stories, I'm going, oh, yeah, I remember racing oh, a horse once or twice and then a camel once, all in the name wow. of Fun and Radio. Oh, and then Elvis freed himself in the name of Fun and Radio. That's another thing when I think about these jockeys like that and these people and, and how it all even really ties back into cannabis, how all these people that are racing horses and these horses, I, I'm sure a lot of them are using the CBDs and you know the oils and creams and everything else, let alone these jockeys, because it's such a brutal fucking gig to be running these horses. And on these horses, you got to be so athletic, so small and strong. Right. <laughs> so there's, a, you know, it's funny, the guys that, that were, they were riding it. We, my son and I were looking at them like going, wow, those guys are tiny, huh? You know, so they're, they're pretty, pretty small gentlemen. How about yourself? What'd you do for uh, Father's Day? It's, uh, it, it's been a, a nice day. I actually got a chance to spend the weekend at my son's club soccer tournament and it's the first time in uh, our lives as parents with kids that uh, our son or any of our kids were in a club organization meaning normal leagues we pay for and you know you play in a league this was a organization where he had to try out for it and see if he made the club and he did and now this was their first tournament and uh they had two games yesterday two games today and they won the whole tournament, and it was, like, the best Father's Day. Like, I love watching my kids play sports anyway, so it doesn't matter where or who win. You know what I mean? Like, what did you do? I was on the soccer field all day. It was awesome. You know what I mean? There was one game at 11, then a break, and another game at 3.30, and I loved it. You know what I mean? Like, we went and had lunch in, in San Clemente, and then we, you know, had to take the dog. It was just fun and cool, and you're with, like, it was the first weekend with all these new parents as well. Meaning, like, one of the parents and families from Garden Grove, the best player on our team, dog, this kid is from Garden Grove, right by you. I yeah. swear to God. And um, I no forgot way. to ask him exactly where they live, but I told him where our office is and stand, whatever. 
And um, so my point is the kids are from all over to, to the moral of the story, but ironically, the kid is my you, the best player of the team. And um, these kids win the first game, win the second game. They get beat now today, which was Father's Day, the first game. And when I say they got beat, though, the, the score, they lost by um, two goals, and it was like 7-5. And at one point, it was just they were down by, by four, and they came back, and it was, it was tied. And these kids are – resilient and end up winning the whole tournament but uh it was just really Ugh. fun to watch and seeing my son like get the mental toughness of he was he's goalie on the team and they scored on him several times and you know some of them they scored tough and some of them were just like i thought he could have got but just you know seeing this whole team come together was a joy and, and, and then winning the tournament. you know what i mean it's like fucking one that's good how was that the first tournament and they won it i mean you can't get better than that well, you know what? If you're out there and you want to tell us about how your Father's Day went, give us a call, 1-800-420-1980. And Joe, that is an amazing story. And honestly, it sounds like you guys had a great time. It I mean, did. You know, it's it just, just, just perfect. They almost took up all of your time just to play with the games. But at the same time, you got to really enjoy the kids out there hustling and bustling. Right. And that's the best time about everything. And I think I see Brian walking in right now from HVGC. So let's get I'm out of here. I got to jump. Oh, you got to go do something real quick. We'll go, go handle that. I'll get Brian HVGC. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this. Go. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. 
If you're looking for a trusted cannabis seed at a fair price, head to rocketseeds.com or on Instagram at rocket underscore seeds. Now, on this show, you guys, I told you about this right before the break. I got my buddy, your buddies, all of our buddy, United States Special Operations veteran from the Marine Raiders. These guys were some badasses. You've heard them on this show many a time. U.S. Marine Brian Buckley of Hellman Valley Growers Company is with us again on Cannabis Talk 101. And I love this segment of the show because, Brian, you're always talking to such great, interesting veterans. I mean, Chris running for Congress a while back is dope. And I just love this concept because... You know, talking to one of our veterans that we love, to talk to other veterans out there in the cannabis community or just out there in the space. And I know we're going to eventually try to talk to some people who are out there even in Ukraine, which is crazy as we talk. But the little thing that I love about your company is since the inception, Hellman Valley Growers Company has been in discussion with the cannabis industry's top researchers and have developed a veteran-based protocol to effectively prove the benefits of medical cannabis. Now, HVGC is supported and essentially operated by three... Marine Raiders that served following 9-11-2001. And you know what? Here again with us is Mr. Badass himself. He's in my phone as that. Brian Buckley, thank you for your service, buddy, and thank you for everything you do. Well, thank you for paying your taxes, and thank you for having me here. <clears throat> no doubt, brother. It's always good to have you on the show with us. And like I said, you're always bringing something special on the show. Last time, Chris for Congress out of the good old Emerald uh, Triangle out there in the Bay Area. Who do we got today? Well, we got a very special guest, Dr. Rebecca Siegel. Woo! Dr. Siegel, welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, and and what, what do we know about her? What, what do we got about this young lady? Well, she has a very exciting background. Dr. Rebecca Siegel is a board-certified adult, child, and adolescent psychiatrist. She... Uh, She's graduated from Albert Einstein Medical School, where her father also attended for neurology. She completed her psychiatric residency and child adolescence fellowship at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City. Very impressive. And she has recently, in 2021, released a book called The Brain on Cannabis, What You Should Know About Recreational and Medical Marijuana. I love this. Wow. Welcome. Big fancy Thank titles you. here. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Now, Rebecca, it's great to have you. I read the book, The Brain on Cannabis, and I loved the opening. It just catches you right away. You had your first patient. They were having troubles with sleep. Your second patient was going in through chemotherapy. Your third patient was a first responder on 9-11 and developed post-traumatic stress. What drew you to say, what's with cannabis and how can it help out You know, sleep, pain, anxiety, things like chemotherapy, what kind of drew you into wanting to study more about it? Well, you, you've asked the perfect question because people were coming to me and, you know, it, it was out there, but I didn't know enough. And I really wanted to, you know, as a physician, um, I wanted to help my patients, right? But I want to help them safely. I want to help, I, I need to understand it. And then I, I want, you know, the goal being to help others understand it, right? So, um you know, the first patient, I said patient zero, and she she was a longtime patient and, when, you know, a wonderful, wonderful person. And when she came in saying her insomnia was cured, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it, right? Like, I mean, that's almost unheard of. 
And then when it was, you know, what I said, well, what, what did you do? You know, and she actually showed me a photo of a, of a, of a cannabis chocolate bar that she'd gotten in, in Denver at that point. Right. And so the question she asked me was like, you know, she didn't she couldn't didn't want to bring it back across state lines. Right. Which was a big thing. Right. Because I, I practice in New York. I've lived in New York, uh, you know, for 25 years. Right. And so that was a big question. Right. So, so how how do I do this in New York safely? Right. And also, um, like, you know, edibles are great. You know, like what is out there? How do I do this? Where do I start? So, I mean, like every question you know that, that I didn't know the answer to. Right. Yeah. And, and I like to learn. And as people kept asking me about it, you know, the book didn't it, it didn't start immediately, the idea for it. But at a certain point, I said, I'm definitely like having enough people asking me about it and I'm learning. I started going to conferences. I started to, you know, do my research. Right. So that I could feel more comfortable. Cannabis is, is you know, like it, it's been out there for so long. And, you know, like people are curious and I just want people to do it in the right way, smart way, you know, being like understanding what they're like, what they're doing and getting into and lots of people have questions. So that was sort of how it began. You know, it's so interesting, doctor, because I love when I hear your type of vulnerable story with such high credential medically, professionally, and then learning cannabis and then being vulnerable to say, I want to learn more so that I can teach more. You're poetically stated, stated that out so well that I just wish so many more medical professionals can be so willing to just willingly, openly read more. Yep. Take a look more like you did. Because you didn't say, well, maybe it's the realist and let me see. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear the, it's worked for you. It's good. It's golden. It, it's got to be true. You probably went, mm, let me see. That's a good one, but let me see some more, right? Am I hearing this correct from you? And then that one, maybe Absolutely. more. That one. Holy shit, it's done a lot for these people. And all these scenarios, look how many it's helped for them. Look how many it's helped for them. Is it everybody? No. But does it help more than these freaking pills that I could offer these people? Maybe a little better yet for them. Yeah. So it's like so cool when I hear medical professionals like yourself walk down that path. And I always love to ask... At any point, did you feel the taboo inside yourself like, oh, it's that weed? Well, I, how could I not? I mean, I right? grew up in a time where that was the thing. It was bad. It was, you know, um, your brain on drugs. The Nancy it, Reagan. Like, yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, so, like, I mean, of course, I, I like, thought about it, but I think my curiosity and wanting to learn more and also hearing how it was helpful for, you know, for some, it's not helpful for all, but how it really did. It was a, an, I, you know, it was an option. And I, I am a very curious person and I, I like to do my research. I like to un, try to understand as best I can. Right. And so, and that, like, that just opened up tremendous, like it just, it, it just got wider and wider because like you start looking and there's so much to learn, right? And that's where the sort of the book idea came in. Were, right, you, like, were you ever on the, uh, it was a stepping drug, a step to get to other drugs? Would you ever? Well, I mean, people say like it's a gateway. Gateway, yes, that, right. That, was that, that your theory? That, that type of argument. Uh, I mean, how do I feel about it? Correct. 
I think that there, there are going to be people who say that and there are going to be people who say that it's absolutely not. And I think that, you know, like I sort of I will say, as I kind of always do, that I really I'm looking for the larger research studies to really prove it because, you know, there I mean, there have been many studies, but I think that like cannabis has evolved so much over the years and like, you know, the strains and the modes of delivery and how people are getting it legally and, and doing, you know, doing, doing things much smarter, right? You do need to know that it's a lot more potent, I think, than, you know, than back in the eighties when you're picking out the seeds, right? But, but, so um, true. you know, there's like, but I think that, you know, for some, yes, that it might be a, a kickoff for if you if you have a history of mental illness in your family or you know genetic loaded for that 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 may be what you need to be aware of and that's why I want to help people right I do want I talk to people I ask them like what's you know what's going on why why do you you know why are you using it what are you what else are you using um you know what is your family history like these are all questions that that I think a um a, you know, any good doctor would would ask a patient coming, whether it was medication or, you know, any type of therapeutic option. Yeah. And I think you bring up some great points. And that's what really drew me to your book, uh, The Brain on Cannabis is one, again, you're a critical thinker, you want to learn more about this, not just hit the easy button, say, hey, if it works for you, go for it. Like, what is making this happen? What we are doing with our organization is we have been approved for an institutional review board, a private one, and we're working with a firm out of Israel called Niamedic, and we got UC Irvine with us as well. And one of the things that they talk about Niamedic is we can't have patients come in who have a history of psychosis because they do feel that it could exacerbate it. And I know you hit that in your book. Do you want to kind of hit a little bit more about some of your learnings? Uh, Because I know you have a nice little spot in your book about that. No, I think that, like, I have seen, you know, cannabis is not a one-size-fits-all. It's very individual. I've definitely seen it be tremendously helpful for some, but I've also seen it, right, be the, the potential, mm, you know, kickoff for extreme anxiety or paranoia, yeah. which, you know, could that lead to psychosis? Maybe, but would psychosis have developed anyway? That's the that's the, the problem with the gateway theory and, and the, you know, the ever, like, if you've started, if you, you know, use cannabis, well, then you're absolutely going to end up, you know, shooting heroin. That is not in my mind where it leads. No, absolutely. <laughs> that's great. Many, it's so crazy many people will think that a, way. Of course. Many people will think that way. And, you know, I, 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 I'm so much more open-minded than most. I think it's because I have three daughters and, you know, they're in, two of them are in their twenties and one is, you know, 16. And I've lived through a lot, you know, just what I've seen and how I've learned as a parent. And I think that that's very much helped me, you know, just try to be much more open-minded than most. Yeah, and that's fantastic. You know what I loved what you said there, Joe, was, you know, and I feel the same way. I would never tell a veteran, you just need cannabis and everything's going to be good. However, I would never tell anyone that, let alone a veteran. But you're like, it should be a tool in the toolkit that if it makes sense for that individual, that's maybe the way we go. And it's funny because, you guys, that's what, even Blue, myself, have been preaching on this show to everyone. 
we do not believe cannabis is the cure-all to everybody's issues and scenarios. And once again, as you hear Blue and I talk, we're all about the advancement of education to yep. figure out how we can medically use this plant to medically be used for everyone when needed. Yeah. So whether you smoke cannabis and that's how you like to use the plant, then God bless you. Smoke mm-hmm. whenever you want to smoke. You know what I mean? I'm not. Yeah. If, you smoke, if you're a daily smoker, then cool. You're good. Yeah. yeah. And if you just want to try... Good luck, but I want the plant for those I want it on the shelf like the Advil. So those who want to use it, go get it. Yep. Those who want to use it for this or for these. What was that other brain one that you said? Can you elaborate on the first brain thing that you said? What was that brain thing that you said you thought of her on? I, I didn't understand what that brain word was or, or oh, like a like a like a critical thinking or no you said after critical thinking you or your company's doing research on something and that her her she wrote on that in the book. Oh, um, shoot. Yeah. Um, oh, the, uh, psychosis in, in terms of like exacerbating that. Exacerbating. Was it exacerbating? What, what, what is, what, elaborate more on that. I don't understand that. Well, here's the, here's the thought that we want to understand what cannabis does to the brain, whether it's short term or whether it's over the long term, right? We want to understand sort of who, who, you know, you can't at this point by just sort of trying it, you don't know how someone's going to react to it. Right. And I've seen good and I've seen bad. Right. So that's why I always, you know, sort of say like, you know, you want to, you want to be aware that certainly there's no, it's, it's not the, the, the cure-all it's not, you know, there's not, there's not, um, there's so many options for cannabis. It is, it is an incredible plant, you know, that like, they're studying so many different aspects of cannabis, right? It's not all about getting high necessarily. Not everybody wants to get high. But but right? isn't it but isn't like, it funny to think those who try alcohol for the first time and throw up, and how great it is now? They're older, oh, drinking wine. Classy now. Though. I just drink wine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just have a hard shot of whatever. Just my glass and my big ice cube in it. But I don't do cannabis. That's for fucking losers, right? You know what I mean? Those fucking guys. I got stoned once in college, and oh my God, I I thought my buddy was going to piss on me. I don't know what I thought. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like something stupid they did in college, or now they're like, I don't like it. It's the devil. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Just so funny to think of reactions. I think it would, I think it's a very, very good idea. And certainly the, the way doctors can get behind it is to understand what it might do. You know, we got to study it, what it can, it, like what its possibilities are, but also what, what might happen if there are like, let's say chronic users, right? You want to know what brain areas are impacted. And there have been definitely studies that have been done that, you know, can, can point to the certain areas of the brain that might be impacted, right? But, but like you said, there's a lot of different things, like uh, lots of substances will, you know, will cause these types of things, right? But you got to know so that people can make informed decisions and what helps and what doesn't help, right? So as so that, we have doctors where, like this studying... And I, and I go back to always thinking what you, Brian, have poetically said to me when I first interviewed you, which was your protocol on from the government, right? The mm-hmm. government told you a long time ago, get doctors aboard with you. You have doctors. Get colleges aboard with you. You got colleges. You got other congressmen aboard. You have all these people studying and doing it, and we have in the country now yep. more so. You in particular doing it. You, doctor, are doing it, 
right? So now you do it. You do a book. You are more certified. Granted, he's a mar- I love what he's done credentially marine-wise, but he don't have the doctor in front of his name. You do. You've done those things. So my point is, as we get people like you now who are studying it and backing it, doing the protocol that you've described to me. Yeah. What are now the quicker steps? Because I feel like she's quicker. You're there getting people like this. She's doing it. You're working with Congress. We get these other... Like, I feel like we're jumping to these steps. Now, 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 what do they need? Like, she's got this information. What else do they need? You know, for me and Dr. Siegel, let me know what your thoughts are. Really what Congress told me is you need data and you're going to need American doctors to back it up. We don't care what the Israelis are doing. So Niamedic is working with us and we brought UC Irvine on. So basically be Niamedic veteran, UC Irvine, Dr. Marcel Dominguez will be our principal investigator going through it. What Niamedic told me is like, you need to have an institutional review board or no one will take this serious. So that was an uphill battle. And we did not want to work with the NIDA program of uh, University of Mississippi. We wanted to use our own stuff so we could actually have quality cannabis with the appropriate THC balance. Here at UC Irvine. Yeah, at Irvine. And what's great, what I've Totally jive. I would agree with, with that, by the way, too. Yeah, yeah, not going to Mississippi. Right? Oh, we're going to California. We're going to yeah. do it right here. Oh, hell no. But what <laughs> Dr. Siegel said, and I totally agree, you know, the best delivery system for on the medicinal side is either tincture or pill. And we're going to be doing microdosing. So it could be a one to 300 ratio. What we see is you need a little bit of THC. It's like your engine that's going to punch into your endocannabinoid system and let the medicine kind of go do what it does. So that's why as soon as I picked up her book and went through it, I was like, I'm. I'm there. I'm right there with her. But anything you want to like add on to that? Is that making sense how I'm putting that? Yeah. Well, I, look, I think that it, it's like to be the way that this has happened, you know, where the states have sort of taken the lead on it. Yeah. And certain states are, very, you know, very, very pro and other states are very, very anti or con. Right. And so like this, this leaves a whole huge gap of like, like you said, like federal, yeah, <laughs> the federal, you know, where it's just not legal federally and that, they, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, you need that you need the federal government behind you. And so it's, it's almost like the cart before the horse the cannabis is out there. You know, people are using it. You you want to do the right thing. You want to study it. You want to be appropriate. You want to get, you know, like right teacher a pill and, and have studies that are well designed and controlled and large groups of people. But it's very hard to do that, especially if the federal government is not behind you. Right. And like you said about like University of Mississippi, where that was the only um, university that actually was allowed to give um, any kind of research. Yeah, they had a DEA uh, license. Cannabis. That's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> for year for years and years and years, that was the only place that could actually, you know, that, that their cannabis was what was used. Oh, it was crazy. Uh, you know, I mean, I think I came around in 1969. They're the only ones that have it. And if you look at the quality cannabis, and I like how you brought up third-party state testing, that's extremely important. That's why I really want to help out here on the legalization side, because if people are going to the illicit market, they don't know what they're putting in their body. But we joke, if we took the NIDA cannabis and ran through a third-party state tester here in California, it would fail. It's moldy. It has a ton of twigs. It's like 6% THC. It is, I mean... Literally, I know people who've given it to veterans, and the veterans are hacking up a lung. I'm are you like, serious? These guys have been through enough. Like, now we're going to put that into their body just to prove a point. I'm not a fan of that. And that's why it was so paramount for us to get a private IRB so we could actually control and have our own stuff going into it, manipulate as needed, and ha- just have greater flexibility. So that was a hard one because I went through the same thing of six months talking with the IRB, and they're like, Where's your DEA license? Where's this? And 
Thank goodness we had smart doctors on the other end who kind of walked that one around and got us through it. Um, but, you know, one oh, thing I think it's fantastic. It's fantastic what you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's listen, it's, we're just tired of what's going on with veterans. I mean, too many are being killed. I mean, one stat that really blew me away was Boston University did a study that came out in June of 21. Now, I added 13 onto it since we had that whole entire debacle in Afghanistan in August where we lost 13 more. But you've since the global war on terrorism started in 2001, we've had 7,070 people die on the battlefield during that same period. We've had 31,000 active duty and veterans commit suicide. So essentially, it is more dangerous for us to be back in the United States right? than running through Fallujah or running through the Helmand, all that stuff. That blew you have me a away. better art of living at in war battle. Yep. than coming home and, and being alone with your thoughts. Oh. It, it, it's just that's what kind of inspired me because you know what really brought home your book to me was your first patient those it, numbers are crazy right it, there. it is insane but i could not sleep my body was literally at war with itself it was a terrible like i joked i kind of know what a little kid feels like where they're crying and they just need to go to sleep but they can't fall asleep that was me every day and eventually i got introduced to cannabis and the first time and i don't know how many years my body was at peace with itself and that's when i said i got to spread the good word and that's when I had an opportunity to meet some members of Congress and say, what do you need to get this into the VA pharmacy? All right, go get data. Go get American doctors. Ha ha. Good luck. I didn't know how we did it, but somehow we did. And here we are today. And we're talking to great Dr. Siegel, who wrote an amazing book about this. I encourage everyone to go out and get. Well, Dr. Siegel, thank you so much for joining us. It's Cannabis Talk 101. Go look up Dr. Siegel. Of course, my man, Brian Buckley. It's Joe Grande. And my man, Blue. We'll be right back after this. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. 
LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Well, if you're looking for a trusted cannabis seed at a fair price, head to RocketSeeds.com or on Instagram at Rocket underscore seeds. Thank you so much, Brian. And I know you had to run out of here real quick. I'm Rebecca. Amazing right there. Make sure you go check out her book, folks. If you are going to uh, look that up once again, the book that she wrote is The Brain on Cannabis. MD, Rebecca Siegel. Joe Grande here, of course. Blue Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Blue had to step out as well, but I want to share this story with you guys. And this one right here is cannabis might have more to do with your love life than you think. It's an interesting story, folks. Cannabis might have more to do with your love life than what you think. According to a new study that examined its association with couple functioning. Now, researchers from Rutgers University and Mount Pulaski College may be onto something. They found that marijuana users appear to present more negative behaviors as they approach managing conflict with their partners. Moreover, those who use cannabis seem to be less aware of an unhealthy relationship as per the results published in the journal Drug and Alcohol Dependence. Now, of course, that's a magazine or a journal that may seem like they're going to look at things funny, but let me continue here. We looked, they looked, of course, at the different indicators of relationships functioning, how satisfied and committed people felt about the relationship, their behavior, and physiology during the laboratory-based conflict interactions, and their perceptions about their conflict decisions and relationships afterwards. Said study author Jessica Salvatore, an associate professor in the Department of Psychiatry at Rutgers, Robert Wood Johnson Medical School. Now, researchers asked 145 couples, which isn't that much, but it's good anecdotal for there to say it's 145. Well, that's not too much, but good enough. In which at least one of the partners used cannabis to share how regular they use it and how satisfied they are with the relationships. So at 145, let's roll. Then a 10-minute conversation between the partners discussing a topic that usually causes a conflict was videotaped to get a grasp of their psychological stress responses by measuring their heart rate and respiration. I kind of chuckled in there thinking, how many triggers do we all have that somebody can do, whether it's cannabis or not? A five-minute discussion on a topic upon which the couples agreed followed. The videos were then reviewed by two sets of trained raters who found that cannabis users showed less parasymmetric withdrawal during conversations with their partners, resulting in being less flexible in the responses to stress. Well, a recent study conducted by the University of New Mexico found that marijuana can cause changes in egocentric concepts, increasing a sense of selfishness. Participants in Rutgers University study who consumers or who consumed marijuana were more critical and demanding showing less ability to discuss and see the positive aspects of the relationships as they sought to avoid conflict. Now, increasingly, they reported greater satisfaction on the subject of how the conflict discussion went. Now, it is important to note that this study finding do not mean that cannabis use 
and wholesale goods are bad are for relationships. It's not saying that at all. Rather, it gives insights into how couples can better navigate conflict and come to resolution when you can see problems that you can't solve them. So that's that's the key right there. When you don't see problems, you can't solve them. That is the key what they're seeing with this at Rutgers University and using candidates once again of 145 people. It's not that many, but it's a good it's a good number to look at. And I love the fact that major organizations are doing more and more studies like this and looking at publications again from the drug and alcohol dependence programs, which are those that are the mad mothers against drunk drivers, the whole propaganda. So these people are trying to attack it all and make everything look bad. So when they do something like this and it kind of turns on their face like that, I say turn on the face like that because I look at it when it says, rather it gives insight into how couples can better navigate conflict and come to a resolution when you don't see problems, you can't resolve them. So it's a good thing and cannabis comes a good right there in that use. Okay. Well, Canada's talking about what with Blue and Joe Grande, and remember this, folks: if nobody else loves you, we do. We do. There he is. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education that empowers communities. Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander, or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified, diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's beyond zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our beyond zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyond zero.